Hey, welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Spirituality with Sydney DeLorean. That's me. Um, sorry, checking the audio levels. I'm ever the professional. I don't have a well-written podcast today. What I have is much like the Dolphin House, a topic that I have read way too much about, but in typical Cindy DeLorean fashion, have not meaningfully organized my thoughts on the matter. And this is why I won't go to therapy. Don't ask me to put my thoughts and or feelings in any sort of meaningful organized fashion. I would not make a great writer. Um, No, what I want to talk to you about today is Florida hot dog girls. Let me tell you a story. In 1990, let me do some math, I think it was about in 1991, my family did a road trip around Florida. My mom's new husband, my stepdad, his stepfather had died and we were going down to Florida to visit his mom and go to funerals and stuff. But um, because it was 1991 and working class families had money, we decided to make a whole two-week vacation out of it in which we would travel the state, um, spend some time at Universal, Orlando, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And the details might be foggy because I was a child. But... As we're driving through the great state of Florida, um, and by that I mean just central Florida, I can't remember if we drove all the way down there from Michigan or if we flew and rented a car, which seems more reasonable because I think I would have remembered that long of a road trip with my family. So we stayed in central Florida because grandma lived in Ocala. So we stayed in the surrounding areas. But I remember as we traveled through the state, there were these women on the side of the roads in thong bikinis selling hot dogs. And your girl, Cindy DeLorean, (laughs) was amazed. I thought these were the most beautiful women in the world, and I still do, because basically really big hair, super tan, um... Most of them were wearing sneakers with a white scrunched crew sock. Um, very 80s, very of the Hooters time. You know how the Hooter girls wear the sneakers with the little scrunch socks. And I love that that never changed. Uh, and probably because of just my age and when I was born, maybe that's why I still think that's the sexiest a woman can be. Is uh, <laughs> a high, like a high-waisted bikini or jean um, with sneakers and scrunch socks and just kind of wild hair, big, crunchy, um, moosed perm hair. Uh, But so we're driving through the state of Florida and I was, we lived in suburban Detroit. I went to public school, but we spent a lot of time at church. My family was pretty conservative. Uh very, very Christian. I wasn't really allowed to watch TV, etc. So just being in the middle of swampland 
looking at a woman in a thong bathing suit was crazy. And in my memory, they were mostly the really high-waisted thong bikini separates. A lot of the videos and photos I found, it's more like a unikini, like a unikini, is that what it's called? Like Borat suit, but with even less fabric, where it's basically just a piece of dental floss strung down one nipple, around the back, up the crack, over the shoulder, down the other nipple. Like, it's not a lot. It's not a lot. Um, and I will say I'm disappointed. I could have sworn, like, usually if there's something I can think about, I can find at least a little 20-minute YouTube documentary about it, if not dozens. Um, I watched a documentary about the history of ball pits, which was thrilling. But I would have bet on there being a documentary about this. Because what a phenomenon, especially when you think about people from coming from all over the country. This is the age before social media, Instagram, any of that. So you weren't really as familiar with what things looked like and were like in other parts of the country. Um, because you weren't following everybody you've ever met in real life's travels. You weren't following celebrities' travels. You weren't following any of that. And so... You mostly just knew what things were like where you lived and to go to another state and there's naked, sorry guys, I don't mean to yawn, there's naked ladies on the side of the road selling hot dogs that is really unique to this state um, and I would have thought left a lot of, it basically to me was as if I'd gotten off a plane in Hawaii and when they would put the lays on you as you walked off your plane onto the runway back before airports and terminals and stuff. Um, like it was very impressionable. Or I know some resorts in Hawaii, when you check in, they'll have people do a traditional um, dance for you. But that is like how I felt to me. I'm like, the great state of Florida, it has swamplands, alligators, uh, lizards, you see those everywhere, and these, like, hot ladies slinging hot dogs. Um, and it was very weird because, you know, my family, much like I think any other super religious person or institution, they do it to cover the seediness. Um, and so my stepdad, you, you know, it was a joke in the car, these ladies, the hot dog ladies, ooh la la, and we pulled over and he would pay some to take a picture with them. And I think it was back then we were so naive. I can't, you guys are going to be shocked um, at how naive this is. Um, but like we, I think he didn't realize like you can't just pull over and take a picture with them. They're trying to make money. So you either have to buy a hot dog or you need to pay them to take a picture. But the first time that I went to Hollywood Boulevard, I didn't realize that you need to pay to take pictures. This was 25 years ago, guys. Calm down. But it, I didn't, it wasn't reasonable. I didn't know you had to pay the celebrity impersonators to take pictures with them because I just thought maybe – I don't know what I thought. They were – they're part of the thing. Like, I just assumed, like, the city paid them to be there, to bring in tourists or something. I just, I really didn't understand, like, oh, these are people trying to run a hustle. They need to get their bag. Like, they're not out here for the joy of dressing up <clears throat> like Marilyn Monroe. I mean, maybe. 
he did look very pretty, but um, they're trying to make some money. And so it was so funny. I think the first time my stepdad stopped and he was like, yeah, you have to pay him. And we were like, oh, we have to pay him? Like the idea that you would, yeah, they aren't just objects out. People don't just exist for your enjoyment. They are, this is a job. They're working. Um, this was 30 something years ago, you know? Uh, so we were like, oh my God, you got to pay them. Uh, but I thought they were really pretty. And then we would joke the whole time, the whole trip about, how my mom was going to stop being a nurse and become a hot dog lady and we were going to move to Florida. And I didn't realize it was a joke. And I was so excited because I was, we're going to move to a new state. My mom's not going to be a nurse anymore. She's going to be a hot dog lady. What, what an exciting thing. Um, how disappointing when that didn't happen. I was like that person. I mean, I still am. I would love to go to the RV shows and I'd say, listen, we could just live in this and live life on the road. My parents are like, yeah, we're not buying a $200,000 motorhome. You don't want to live in a motorhome with all of us in that small space. And I'm like, there's a washer and dryer in this one. Let's roll. Um, or when we were touring the Southwest looking at homes, we went to this place that talk about before the uh, internet this is when house listings just were words. There weren't pictures with like you a really high end listing might have like a Xerox thing with um with some images on it. But for the most part, if you were looking for houses, you would contact a real estate agency and they would give you a list of like addresses and descriptions and there weren't pictures so this place in new mexico we went to it was listed as x number of square feet and when we got there it turned out it wasn't a house with x number of square feet and x number of bedrooms and bathrooms it was a cherry orchard that had three mobile homes on it and um it also came with two llamas and the llamas had been to llama school to be trained to be good llamas. And so if you bought this quote-unquote house, you got not only the three mobile homes, but you got a functioning orchard and you got two llamas. And I was sold on it 100%. And I told my mom and stepdad, we have to. This is the place. Um, and they're like, this isn't even a house. This is trailers. And I said, yeah. You guys can have one. I can have one. My brother can have one. Everyone gets their own trailer. I'll take care of the llamas. And they said, but there's no schools nearby. Like, this wouldn't work. There's no schools. We need places to go to work and school. And I said, I will homeschool myself in between eating cherries and taking care of these llamas. Let's fucking roll. And they were not into it at all. Um, so my parents, it, it, was so, it was so disappointing for me to learn all the little jokes about, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. They were just like joking because I was in. I was in 100%. Um, I think that's kind of how I work. I never have the money to do anything. But if somebody else wants to do something and make a big, huge change and take me along for the ride, I am always 100% in. What we do and where we go. And I'm like my dog, where if you pick up your keys, he's like, he goes crazy. He don't care where you go and what, what we do. And he just knows we're getting up out of this apartment. We're going to go do something. 
And that's kind of how I am. Um, it's so funny. Like the first time I dated anyone who was of any sort of means it was someone who bought a house on the street he grew up on, had very little desire to, I mean, he, he was, he's definitely a traveler. He travels a lot, but in terms of ever changing his life or going all in on a new adventure, that wasn't him. He was a, he was a homebody. He wants to see the world and then he wants to go home. Um, versus I'm less like that. I'm less excited about <clears throat> vacations. And it, like, if someone was like, Hey, do you want to go to Cabo San Lucas for like a six day resort trip? I just, I don't, I don't know. Maybe like, let me think about it. But if someone said, Hey, there's this house in Cabo San Lucas and, um, they need a deck hand on this boat and the house is free to live at and you get paid if you work on the boat. I go, I'm there hundred percent. I am more likely to commit to upending my whole life and changing everything. If the logistics of it work, I'm more likely to do that than to commit to a vacation because vacations, it's, you spend a lot of money and then you have to come back to your same boring life, but with less money than you had before. And that's kind of hard. Uh, it's like when you give a cat wet food but then they're going to get dry food the next day. And so it's why even bother having the wet food when it just makes your day-to-day -day look dry? Answer me that. Okay. Now that I've talked for 70 minutes about literally nothing. So I was thinking about it the other day, these ladies. And I found this article um, about one of the original hot dog ladies. And it's a very good article. It's in the Tampa Bay Times. Um but as I kept reading more and more about this, I thought to myself, why has there not been, number one, a documentary about this? Because I cannot find a documentary about this at all. There's not been a documentary. There's not been a movie. Um, there has not been a Netflix series. Almost in the vein of Glow. The story behind the gorgeous ladies of wrestling is really, really good. Uh, I, I've watched documentaries about that. It was really good. And the show Glow was really well done. But almost parallel, and I would argue better than that, is the story of these hot dog ladies who started appearing in the mid-80s and eventually it petered away in the early 90s on the roadside of Florida. And there's a bunch of different stories about who started it. There's, there is debate. Um, according to legend... Pioneer Gloria Gonzalez accidentally shrank her bikini in the dryer and then decided to wear it anyways. Um, <clears throat> however, first of all, bikinis don't shrink in the dryer. Synthetics, usually they don't shrink. Um, it is a good story. But then other stories are just these girls who are like, I was selling hot dogs and you know, one day I wore my bathing suit and they, this one woman said on a normal day, I made $125. I wore a bikini. I made 200 Pfft, seemed pretty easy. Right. Um, so there was that, um, there is this other lady. So Gloria Gonzalez says she shrank her bathing suit. This other one, Valerie Workman, she says she started it. Like she tried it out and then, um, she had worked at a strip club. She was a single mom working at a strip club. She had a sweet body because she did judo and she was making all this money. So she started recruiting other dancers from the strip club to do it. 
The other main play, so we have Gonzalez, we have Workman, and the other one is this lady named Sula Holomon, a.k.a. Hala the Hardbody. And she was from Saudi Arabia. And her story is really interesting because she fell into doing this when she was in her early 20s. And she was like, this is awesome. Because she had come here with her mother when she was 11. And so, you know, she comes goes into puberty. She's uh, quite a good-looking lady. And she gets to wear a bathing suit in public, which you can't do in Saudi Arabia. She gets to have a job. She gets to have a lot of, like shit that she couldn't have had back home she's living the american dream in her bikini and i can't find any pictures of her face because i am kind of obsessed with her i would like to see more pictures um but she eventually ends up buying more carts to get other women to work under her and her thing was called hold on i'm gonna tell you the name of hers um Hala's, because her name was Hala Suleiman, Solomon. I already lost it. But it was called Hala's Wild Wieners. And there's this story about this one lady who she was off work for a week. Her name's Cindy. And she had to get her cart repaired. And when she came back after her cart was fixed, she found one of Hala's girls there. And they were slinging weenies side by side and then um they end up there's a fight and the oh so there's a fight between cindy and Hala, and one of Hala's girls comes and sprays all of them with mace because they would carry mace some of them in case customers got a little handsy and the police had to come break it up. Um, but they agreed to do a public fight. Hala the Hardbody and Sizzling Cindy agreed to a face-off outside of the... This is in 1993, I believe. July 5th, 1993, outside of the Yucatan liquor stand uh, on the corner of West Shore and Cyprus. I know you were dying to know. They were in a rustle in mud. There was a $500 cash prize. Um... Valerie Workman, I know you were dying to know, she was on Team Cindy in this one. Uh, DJs from their local morning zoo radio were there. They called the event Wiener Mania 1. Spoiler alert, there was no Wiener Mania 2. Uh, there was plenty of smack talking on the radio and on TV leading up to the event. Um <laughs> uh like it's so wwe uh cindy said i relish the chance to kick your buns um so they started the day with muddy mary drinks i wonder what is in that is a muddy mary probably kind of like a mudslide i guess uh, muddy mary drinks uh, and breakfast hot dogs there were close to 200 spectators um, some came as far as Lake Wales. Don't know how far that is. Okay. These two titillating titans in T-backs. By the way, thongs used to be called T-backs. Because um, now there's a thong, there's a G-string. I think probably a T-back is the G-string, but I remember they used to call them T-backs. Um, okay, they're going to settle the turf war once and for all. Um, they had a male stripper. Was he the... 
referee. Okay, so they made a pit out of PVC pipes and tarps. They slicked it with 800 pounds of wet potting soil. Oh, here we go. A male exotic dancer named Kid Raphael paraded around the perimeter in tiny white shorts and a matching bow tie, holding up signs for each round. Valerie cheered with the crowd on the sidelines as Cindy entered the ring, facing the macer on her knees. Who is the macer? Oh, because Valerie Workman cheered Cindy Macer. Oh, yeah, because Hollis sent one of her girls instead of herself to fight for her. I forgot about that. See, this is why this is going to make a good show. It has everything. We Number one, we love a good immigrant success story in America. We love titties. There's male strippers for it. There's going to be lots of character actors playing regulars of the hot dog girls. Um, I read one article where this guy was on house arrest for drugs and he would go, he would sneak out like every day to go buy a hot dog from one of, I think it was from Hala. And he said, um, you know, basically that was his only interaction with the outside world. Again, this was before, <sighs> before texting, instant messaging, like any of that shit. So like his only experience going to the outside world was sneaking off to get hot dogs from this hot lady, um, which is really interesting. So anyways... Everyone ended up getting rashes because there was a bacteria in the potting soil. Um, and so that, so everyone who was, it ended up, okay, the whole thing happened. Then they dragged Kid Raphael into the fight. And then the whole crowd jumped in the ring. So like it was just a whole, uh, what do they call it? Like a WrestleMania. What do they call it when they do all the people they keep tagging each other off? I don't watch professional professional wrestling I just watch wrestling documentaries but that sort of situation happens so like half the crowds in the ring getting this mud on them um and uh and then they all got a rash um and so people were outcried most people didn't mind but as it is today the people who have a stick up their ass are really loud about having that stick up their ass and so, um, what was I going to say? Oh, so people would complain about these hot dog girls and they tried to outlaw it. But the laws basically were like, yeah, it's not indecent exposure. Um, we can't see nipples or holes. And then they said, oh, they're causing car crashes. And they did all these traffic studies. And none of the car car crashes had not increased at the intersections that the broads were at. Um, none of the car accidents that had been there. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, guys. None of the car accidents that had been there had been related back to the hot dog girls being a distraction. Although some were like, yeah, we see crashes. Um but there was, like, a strip club owner. I don't know how this was related. But they were always trying to fuck with his strip club, too. And so then he opened... This is almost like a B story or a C or a D storyline for this. I'm basically... I'm going to be the David Simon of Central Florida. And whereas he created the masterpiece that is The Wire based on his experiences as a reporter in Baltimore, I am going to create a series called Teaback City and um 
it's going to be based on my experiences not ever having lived in Central Florida and just being a person in Arizona who has internet access. So I'm sure it'll be pretty much the same high quality um, Pulitzer Prize winning writing that David Simon does. I'm sure it'll be right up there. Um, okay, so the B story is this guy. They're fucking with his strip clubs, um, even though he's not breaking any laws. But the Bible beaters, they love to try to, you know, basically they needle people and hope they'll roll over eventually. So what he did instead was open topless donut shops, um, which is a really great. Ooh, sorry, guys. I don't know where that's coming from. But that's a really great supplementary storyline. Um, but it was like a real back and forth and they'd be like, your hands are dirty. Where do you wash your hands? You're just putting suntan lotion on your butt all day. Like, and you're touching hot dogs and they're like, yeah, these are, these have a certificate from the health department. There's a sink on the cart. Um, cause hot dog carts have to have a sink on them. They have, uh, I believe it's hot water, cold soap. Um, and so, yeah, also it's, it could be argued you're eating a hot dog. There's not a lot of ways to fuck that up. And if you got some, like, suntan oil from the girl's butt on your hot dog, that is kind of a plus-up. Um, someone, so some one of the complaints was, like, how do they know the difference between the oil on their bodies and the oil of the dogs? They might cross-contaminate. It's, like, it's not that hard. To follow health code. It really isn't. Um, but these ladies would, they sometimes you'd pull over and they'd run over to your car with a dog and they'd have a little garter and you could tuck your money in the garter. Just depend. Um, so, and then they tried to outlaw the, the showing of one's anal cleft while serving food. And the idea that you would call it an anal cleft, like it's not the cleft of your anus. It's the cleft of, if anything, the back of your pelvis like it's not like the front of your it's not the your anus doesn't have a cleft it's the cleft in your back body meat it's the cleft in your ass meat your ass your butt crack which is not an anal cleft when I was a kid my friend told me her mom didn't have a butt crack and I told and I've probably even talked about this on the podcast before and she said, I said, she doesn't have a butt crack. I was like, five. Your mom doesn't have a butt crack? And she said, no. And I said, well, what does she have then? And she goes, just a hole. So then I went home and I told my parents, do you know Michelle's mom does not have a butt crack? And my parents said, what does she have then? And I said, just a hole. <laughs> and it's so funny to think about how literal children think and the same way that I couldn't understand that my parents were joking when they said my we were moving to Florida so my mom could be a hot dog girl like when my friend said her mom didn't have a butt crack she thought she it was real she's like yeah my mom doesn't have a butt crack and what it must have been was maybe her dad was teasing about how her mom didn't have a butt or maybe like her mom's butt was so small there was nothing to have a crack in because at my at my most anorexic, where I felt so confident about my sad, pale, malnourished body, um, at my most anorexic, there definitely was a phase where I didn't really have butt cheeks. You kind of don't. And so if you don't have cheeks, there's not really a crack because there's nothing to split. Do you understand? You can't have a crack in a sidewalk if you don't have a sidewalk. 
you understand now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anal cleft was a weird one to me. Um, okay, so looking at the road violations. Um, keep going. Oh, so what happened was Florida started to ban thongs. People were saying it led to sexual promiscuity, AIDS, and rape. The same old, same old, you were asking for it. I saw your anal cleft, you get AIDS. I saw your anal cleft, you getting raped. Like that sort of um, bullshit that we still keep doing today. Um... And because earlier anti-nudity laws allowed for thongs, but now they're like, this was the whole moral panic. I mean, this was people think of Florida as being fucking wild, but this was the same era that Florida outlawed two life crews nasty as they want to be. Um, that was ongoing at the time that this legal stuff started happening. And back then, like you could be fined or jailed if you were even selling that CD, which is crazy. Um, and so Florida's weird and like, it is a wild redneck place where like you can shoot someone. They don't really care, especially if they're a person of color, but, um, they, they're, they're uptight about other things. Like they recently, the people voted for recreational marijuana and the government vetoed it saying, we don't think our citizens are smart enough to make that decision for themselves. Where it's like, okay, but if you're like a... So they're not really a free-for-all state. They're like a mix between redneck trash, but also conservatism. Like, it's almost a dangerous form of conservatism. Because it's a drunk, armed conservatism. Um, so, what was I saying? Okay, couldn't wear thongs. There was the mud brawl with the rashes. Um... And then in the end, uh, Palm Beach County announced a law demanding the vendor vendors adopt wider thongs. Um, Gloria Gonzalez, she of the shrunken bikini, successfully got it struck down, then sued for the wages she lost during her time covered by that overbroad constraint. Um, blah, blah, blah. Uh... Okay, a different law pro proved most effective, and it spread from county to county. This one said all food vendors must provide bathroom access. So if you ran a cart, you needed to be right next door to an indoor business that gave you permission to direct customers to the bathroom. Um, as you might realize, this law could ban every kind of street food or food truck, though police were able to enforce it selectively against targets of their choice. So that's basically what they did which is really shitty because, um, what was I saying? It's really shitty because the way they do it in most places is if you have seating for more than X number of people, you have to provide a restroom for your customers. So like if it's a deli that has two chairs um, at one table, you don't have to provide a shitter but if you're operating like a, which basically means you're selling food to go. If somebody wants to sit there and eat it, they can. Um, but if you're operating like a restaurant where you have multiple tables, lots of chairs, you have seating for X number of people, you have to provide access to a bathroom. Um, there's a Middle Eastern bakery cafe that I go to 
where because of the amount of seating they have, they do have to offer a bathroom to the customers. But to get there, you have to walk behind the counter to because it's not it was set up to be a bakery, not a cafe. Um, but legally, if you have to piss, they do have to let you back there, um, which at that point, then it's like, are you allowed to have non-employees or people without food handler cards back there? That's gets a little weird. I don't know. But um, so, yeah, this is selective. Oh, selective um, enforcement of a law. And then they were able to make it so these ladies couldn't make their living, which is really sad because I love, dude, these women, if you look it up, there's like one video on YouTube of it. And I found an Instagram that has a music video from the early nineties of a guy singing about the hot dog girls. Um, but these women are gorgeous, gorgeous. Like, these women, their bodies are insane. And whether God made you that way or you are a fitness queen, because some of these women, it's like the one lady I said was a judo lady, but also a pole dancer. That's great fitness. Um, so whether you work out to get this body or God gave you this body, if I had that body, bitch, I would not be wearing one fucking piece of clothes. You'd be lucky to get me to put the dental floss on. Um and in a lot of these interviews, it is the 80s. So a lot of these interviews when the news is interviewing these women and they're like, what do you think about people who are trying to get this outlawed? They're like, they're all fat and jealous. Everyone who's everyone who's against us is just they're just uh, fat and angry that they don't look like us because um, you, you probably can't really say things like that now. Like she just hates me because she's fat. Uh, but back then that was normal to be like, she hates me because I'm beautiful. Um, and maybe they were right because I'm just not wired that way. I love a good looking bitch. Um, and if I looked anywhere in the ballpark of how these women look like, yeah, fucking forget trying to get me to put clothes on. I am medium at best. I lately have been eating like I am on death row. So it don't matter how much I work out. I'm like thick, thin right now. Yeah, I look like the documentary. There's a documentary on Netflix called Killer Sally about a female bodybuilder who killed her abusive spouse. Um, I look like her. Just fucking not. I look like <laughs> on a good day, I look like a He-Man action figure. So it's not the most eloquent. eloquent. <laughs> I've been smoking a lot of weed today. It's my day off. I'm doing chores, getting high. Um, I'm not. It's not the most elegant look. Uh, but... If I looked anything like these, like these bitches, dude, the legs for days, the tiny little waist, the shoulder muscles, I love a good shoulder, the butt, like everything. They've got those like, I've never had a nice ass. Even when my ass looked good, it wasn't nice. Um, I just got a fat dimpled, it's almost like somebody put, um... <laughs> Someone wraps saran wrap around some cottage cheese. Like, that's kind of what it's like. Or almost like someone wraps saran wrap around some bread dough. Because if you moved it, there'd be like a rippling. And that's kind of how it is as I've gotten older. The skin thins. I'm an ex-fatter person. So it just is what it is. But if I asked, looked anything, anything. Do you think my ego is big now? If I'm insufferable now? If I had an ass like these broads. 
I'd be whipping that thing around. Fucking forget it. I would never. I go get your bag, girl. Um, one of the interviews, the lady says she had a woman grab her butt. She bent over to get a soda out of the thing, you know, to sell this lady a soda. And the lady just put both hands on her butt. And when the hot dog girl said, hey, the lady said, I'm so sorry. I just I couldn't stop myself. And there, there is that t- there's that point where someone is so good looking. This is how most uh, straight men, straight white men feel about Timothy Oliphant. Um, where it's like there is a point where someone's so good looking, it really doesn't matter what your quote unquote sexual orientation is. You want to touch it because it's magnetizing. It's the it's you're drawn in by the beauty. I was I started watching True Detective with my boyfriend the other night. Um, it's hard. He's always he's I. He, he works all the time, and then when he don't work or when he gets off work, he's tired. So it's I'm like, are you getting all this? Or are you – I hear a little snoring over there. And I'll say, go to bed. And he'll say, I'm watching it, the guy, the thing. I go, Jesus, fuck. Um, <laughs> so we're watching True Detective season one. And Alexandra Daddario plays a court reporter who ha- who's having an affair with Woody Harrelson. And she's a very pretty woman. She reminds me of if Friends Jennifer Aniston and son-in-law Tiffany Amber Thiessen had a baby. And then that baby was like a little bit taller than both of them. Like there's uh, – she Alexandra Jadar is a very beautiful woman. And um, she has insanely big tits for someone so thin. Um, but that's not what I'm here to discuss. I'm here to discuss how she, th- we see full bush. And my boyfriend was down on his phone Googling something, Googling the Watergate. Uh, <laughs> he, was go- he was Googling something random. I think he, it might have been related to the show. And I go, babe, babe, they just showed her bush. And he's like, that's okay. And I go, you missed it. Do you want me to rewind? And he said, no, I'd s- I, and then he patted my thigh and said, I got all the non-bush I need right now. Which, shut up. God, that is a, some gay-ass shit. I know that I'm all right to look at. I'm aware of that. But, like, let's not act like Alexandra Daddario isn't bringing something to the table that I am not. Also, we got to see full full bush on television, which is kind of exciting. And then he, but he was like, no, I got everything I need right here. How embarrassing for him. Um, And then cut to the next thing we see. um, Woody Harrelson is eating her ass. Which I don't, this, this was in the, the, there's two timelines in the show. This was like in the 1994 timeline. And I don't think people were eating ass in 1994 the way they are now. I don't even think law enforcement officers eat ass to this day. Um, They just don't seem like the type um, because it's almost like a subservient thing to eat somebody's ass and mostly law enforcement like to like pretend they're the big tough guys that everybody looks up to, which is not true. But if that's what gets them through the day, I... Okay. Um, but anyways, and I just go, 
da- Daddy, he's eating her Harrelson. Because his name was Woody Harrelson. And first we saw her hair pie, and then he ate her Harrelson. Um, that's all. That was unrelated to anything, I think. Oh, no, I was just saying, I appreciate it, babe. And then I was like, how can my boyfriend exist in the world and still assume that I'm heterosexual? <laughs> when all I do is go, oh, babe, look at the ass on that girl that got out of the car. Um, and probably I would say those things about men around him, but that would make him feel insecure. Because I think I do just enjoy, like, a good-looking person. At a certain point, you just got to go, fucking good for you. And it's especially the older you get. Like, I have a younger coworker who is very good-looking and is dating a very good-looking girl. And you just, listen, I'm never going to have sex with somebody that young and that good-looking ever again. Those days are behind me. And so, like, I always joke, I'm like, listen... I'm not going to seek it out, but if you guys were going at it within my line of vision, I'm not covering my eyes. You know what I mean? Because at a certain point, your beauty days are behind you. you got to let it go. Everyone thinks that they're still going to be. This is what's wrong with the world is the real housewife situation where people just have these tight faces and they're trying to be vixens forever. At a certain point, you got to step back and go, listen, I'm as good looking as I could be. You, you focus more on health than looks and you got to let the kids take over. The kids are going to know, like, it's just, it is what it is. You're no longer the good looking person. You're in the backseat. You probably don't have kids, but you're old enough to be somebody's parent. Pro- getting close to being old enough to be someone's grandparent. So you got to just sit back and don't be hateful that that bitch is prettier than you because you're not, you're 47. You're not getting better looking. You got to sit back and go, at this point, I'm in the point in my life where I watch better looking people do it because it ain't going to look that pretty when I do it. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, and I guess I'm kind of that way, but I just really appreciate good looking people. Also, people are so much uglier than they used to be. That's take it from somebody who was born in 1984. The average person is so much uglier than they used to be. And I guess it depends on what you find attractive. If what you find attractive is beach wave hair, fillers, perfectly waxed eyebrows, and airbrushed looking makeup, then people are better looking today. Because people know a little bit more about having shiny, healthy hair and contouring and this and that. But if what you find healthy, if you're like, or if what you find attractive, like me, like I find being healthy attractive. So I don't really care if their hair is perfectly styled or their makeup is on fleek. Um, I care about like just a general feeling of health. Like are they active, athletic? Um, They eat good. They sleep. You know what I mean? That sort of healthy glow that comes with it. So I enjoy like a very um, outdoorsy mountainous type person, I guess. Um, and less, listen, this is where I get canceled. Most people now are not healthy. They don't eat well. They don't exercise. They don't take care of themselves in any way, shape or form. They are on multiple pharmaceuticals. They have insomnia. They're addicted to their phone. They have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, lymphedema, 
arthritis, 17 autoimmune diseases. Like, no, people aren't doing that well these days. The body is not running clean, so to speak. So can they do their hair and makeup better on top of that horribly unhealthy machine? Yes. But that's not what I'm attracted to. As an artist, I can see through artifice. So like for me, I don't, if someone's really good at hair and makeup, I have respect for them as an artist. That doesn't mean they're good looking. Cause when you take that away, do they have a glow about them or are they just like a walking under eye bags with yellow skin and like bloodshot eyes and those are the things more that I notice if you look like you if you look like you spend time outdoors you do a little kayaking hiking you know the whole bit you cook your own food um I'm probably gonna find you better looking and so in terms of what I view as attractive um people are uglier than they used to be was makeup great in the 80s no it was not the way women did their eyeliner and mascara was not good. It did not look good. They did it anyways. But when they weren't all done up and they were just at the Kroger, they looked better. Everyone looked a little bit better, you know? Um, why am I discussing any of this? No one knows. But if you feel like uh, falling down a rabbit hole, Google Florida hot dog cart girls um there's a bunch of really great articles uh from the time from like the tampa bay news but also uh current articles the fact that a documentary has yet to be made or a limited series i can't believe it if anyone would like um you know to give me a consulting producer credit on this for story finding i don't think i articulated all of what is so amazing with this but um it is amazing, and uh, I want to make a I want to make a series on it. I just have no Hollywood connections or screenwriting talent, but I I want this to come to fruition. I want it to grace our television television screens, and I want the world to learn. I want the the world to give glory up to these people. I think a lot of times when you watch documentaries like American Gladiators, that was a good one on Netflix. Um, these people who are kind of cartoon heroes, we got to learn about the making of the show behind the scenes. It really humanized them. That was a good story. It also involved a lot of spandex and 80s hair. And I love, you know, I love that. Um, and so, yeah, I would like to give, I would like to give these bitches their dues because um, thir 30 plus years later, I'm still thinking about them and talking about them. And now I just really want a hot dog and to own a hot dog cart. Or, well, I, I don't, this is never going to happen. So I'm not going to spoil it because I'm never going to happen. I want to make, <laughs> I want to, but I never will. It's going to be a vegan hot chicken sandwich cart and I'll wear a bathing suit. And um, <laughs> it'll be one from the 1940s with the shorts that come down to my knees. Um, no, this is going to be the, it's a vegan hot chicken, but the sauce is a sriracha peach marmalade sauce for the it's like a hot chicken like a, t a breaded chicken tender like a vegan chicken tender there'll be like two of those but they're after they're fried they're dipped in the sriracha peach marmalade and then 
they're going to go on to. It's going to be like a po'boy roll, but I'm thinking it'll have some seeds on the outside, maybe like, like almost like an everything bagel dusting on the top. And then also on this roll is going to be some vegan bacon. So two chicken tenders laid long ways on my po'boy roll. We'll do one or two strips of bacon and then a sweet coleslaw with like a vegan coleslaw where it's a little bit runnier than a traditional coleslaw. So it's like um, almost like I would make the instead of using a veganaise, I would use like a coconut milk with a little bit of rice vinegar and some sugar or like agave to sweeten it. So it's like a it's a kind of a watery coleslaw but a sweet one and that with the peach marmalade sriracha chicken and the bacon on the po'boy roll I'm on the fence about the matter of cheese I considered a vegan pepper jack but I think the creaminess of the slaw is going to bring it um can you tell I've been smoking weed all day anyway so that's the only thing we're going to sell we're going to sell that and then probably like a salt and vinegar chip <clears throat> and maybe we'll change the theme on a daily basis but mostly it's just going to be about me getting paid to wear nothing but a bikini and a gun. Happy hump day, guys. <laughs>